Will the iPhone 16 simply have a punch hole camera? Is T-Mobile on the prowl for another company to acquire? And will MacBooks in the future have touchscreens? We unpack all that and more on this week's episode of Stern's Tech Talk. That's right, we do have some interesting news for you this week, but uh, first off, we will go ahead and get some preliminary things out of the way. Um, and uh, first is the Super Bowl halftime show for this year is actually sponsored by Apple Music, uh, not Pepsi, which is kind of a little bit of a curveball there. But um, <laughs> And also, for these who are curious uh, or who have an interest, uh, Rihanna will be the halftime performer. Um, but in either case, since I know that Outside of the sponsor change, Riley, you don't really care too much about the halftime. Not really. Um, <laughs> so I'll pose a question to you on an aspect that I feel like you would be interested in. Okay. Uh, with wildcard week over, which four teams do you expect to advance in the divisional? Uh, just for the listeners, uh, we have the Bengals and the Bills. We have the Jags and the Chiefs. We have the Eagles and the Giants and then the 49ers. And, well, currently this is being recorded on Monday night, but it's looking like the Cowboys will be playing the Diners. Okay, so I'm going to say Bills, KC, Eagles. That last one's a tough one, though. What do you say? I feel like that. 49ers and... 49ers and probably the... Yeah, it's definitely going to be the Cowboys. That's 24 is nothing right now in the third. Oh, yeah, that's... They're playing on it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot. Okay. Yeah, so Cowboys for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Cowboys, KC, Eagles, and Bills will be the divisionals. All right. This is going to be fun next week because we're going to come back to this. I'm going to be interested to see how well we, we matched up on this. I actually we'll have see. the Jags, the Bengals, the Eagles, and the Niners. Really? Yeah, I think the wow. Jags are going to upset, and I think the Bills are going to self-destruct. I think the Eagles are going to fly, and I think the Niners are just going to destroy Dallas. So that's what I have. We'll have to wait and see next week. All right. Um, but uh, with that said, we did have a follow-up item for last week. Uh, we mentioned that Apple's reality headset will be launched in the fall, but we did have a further clarification on that, which is there are expectations that Apple will announce that model during this spring, uh, during that Apple mm-hmm. event, So, which obviously it's way too far out to, you know, for any official announcement on what date that will be, but we definitely know that it should be announced this spring. Right. Um, And then as far as uh, a lot of these quick hit items that we have for this week, uh, they really do cover a broad spectrum of companies and products, so uh, we'll definitely jump right into it. And uh, just as a side note, if any particular item piques your interest, just remember all the links to the sources will be in the description below. Yes. Um, so you guys can follow along or kind of delve into further details that we might, you know, kind of just smooth over. Uh, first thing we have is uh, T-Mobile, and that is the news that they are considering the acquisition of Mint Mobile. Owned by Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. <laughs> nothing, uh, no, nothing is actually for certain. Uh, in fact, according to the article on Bloomberg, this hasn't even really officially been made known to the public from either party. However, for me, it, it does beg the question, what would T-Mobile gain from the ownership over Mint Mobile? Uh, especially since they already have the subsidiary company Metro. And, I mean, I kind of feel like the primary goal of Mint is to provide service to budget-driven customers. 
So I think it's kind of an interesting move by T-Mobile to even consider that. I'm not sure if you had any follow-up thoughts on that. Not a whole lot, but when you uh, when you asked that question, immediately I thought of, because um, from what I've seen, Mint Mobile, it, it is a budget uh, type of service, and you know I think people really like it for that very reason. And I think also the reason why T-Mobile might be taking it is sort of as... I don't know if I really want to say this in a sense, but it's kind of like how Apple has their lineup where it's like, you know, you have a pro version, which oh, costs no. a lot. Mint is going to be the SE. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's why I didn't really want to say it that way. But I mean, I mean, like, I get what you're saying because you're really, yeah, I mean, you kind of do hit a point there because, you know, Mint is the lower budget uh, yeah. service. And then you have Metro, which is kind of the in-betweener, I would say. They're not exactly cheap necessarily. From right. What I've seen on their prices. Um and, uh, you know, T-Mobile is just, that's their premiere. So, I mean, I actually get what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a bit of a, yeah, it, it is move. a weird move for sure. I, I, get, I mean, I, I, I also really get the fact that it. they run off of T-Mobile tower. Yeah. So that's the that other thing that's just, it's already built in. So again, not in um, stone, but still right, exactly. It, it, this is just what we're seeing, you know, on the horizon that might, uh, might come to fruition. So, yeah. Um, and then the next thing we've got on our plate today is regarding some information from Android Authority, and they're reporting that next year's model for the iPhone 16 lineup will have under-display Face ID, and this would allow for a smaller cutout to where the dynamic island is still utilized. Um, now, this does not mean that the actual selfie camera would be hidden, obviously. It's just meant that the sensors used for Face ID would be underneath the display. Um, this also means that the cutout for the dynamic island would be much smaller, um, and I think this also presents what Apple is truly trying to obtain here, the position of complete 100% screen. Um, mm. You see yeah. Apple making these moves slowly but surely, and this one right here proves that they are trying to move in that direction. So I, um, I don't know what you thought about that um, news, but I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I, I am I am kind of excited about it. Um, I expect that their dynamic island is going to be like – probably 90% software from here on out uh, yeah. if this if this does go because Absolutely. I think you're just going to see a punch hole camera from what it sounds like all the sensors should be underneath probably. the display. So, which would be kind of cool because, uh, and a little bit confusing, especially if you look at it and think, well, does he have an iPhone or an S23 or an S22, you know? Yeah. Because they're just very similar unless you look at the back, which we'll get to that later on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that is something I feel like we should be expecting, but uh, considering this is Apple, uh, I'm sure it comes as somewhat of a surprise based on how minimal their design changes have become over the past few years. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to kind of see those those changes, even though even though they're kind of small, I would say. Um, but in either case, we yeah. will move on to Google, and as it looks uh, like there might be one last software update concerning their Stadia platform. Uh, this is actually going to be centered around the controller. <laughs> so for those of you who have used Stadia, you are well aware that the controllers are connected via Wi-Fi, even though the units are fully Bluetooth capable. Uh, but with this last update, it will lend you the ability to unlock that Bluetooth access so the controllers can now be paired with Android phones and other consoles. Okay. Um, I mean, not much else is stated other than the update should be expected sometime, I think it said this week and will include a self-service tool to unlock that Bluetooth feature. So 
I, th I think it's kind of a good idea. It allows them to, you know, not waste the controllers and stuff like that. Yes. And, you know, the owners can, you know, feel like they have somewhat of a, a recycling thing going on. I'm really glad they did that because, and I, honestly, I didn't even think about the fact that you still had controllers that people had. Like, that didn't even yeah. cross my mind. But now looking at it, it makes sense. And I'm, I agree with you. I'm glad that um, Google went ahead and, and uh, made this move right here. Um, so that's great. Uh, Android, yeah. was it also with any... Um, Apple devices? That I don't know. They didn't really technically say that. I'm sure people will be testing it out the minute the update comes out and the self-service tool is available. Okay. Okay, yep, cool. So. All right. Um, well, coming from some happy to some rather dire news here um, in regards to Windows 7 and 8.1. And um, let me just say this. Um, and let me just say this. Um, I haven't used Windows 7 in a while. I'm on Windows 11 right now, actually. Um, but it's still sad to see this kind of era go away. Uh, and really what I'm talking about here is this is information from ARS Technica. What happened three years ago was the entire support for updates for Windows 7 and 8.1 ended. Um, but they did offer businesses... Uh, three years of tech support and also updates on search engines like Google. But after those three years, they would no longer be supporting anything whatsoever. And this was sort of a transition period for those businesses. So basically they would have the ability to uh, kind of get used to windows 10. Yeah. Um, but now the time is up and by the end of this month, pretty much everything, well, actually, yes, everything will be gone on uh, regards to updates, support, and all that. Um, and so this is this is actually pretty sad for me because uh, I grew up on Windows 7 uh, yeah. for quite a number of years. I think I actually started out with XP when we had that huge, you know, big computer back then. CRT monitor, yeah, yeah. the big tower. Yep. <clears throat> that thing was a jumbo. Um, but, yeah, but in my mid-years, you know, I, I use Windows 7 a lot, play games and, you know, on Miniclip and whatnot. I'm sure you had the same oh, exact experience. Yeah. Um, and just to see that kind of, you know, fade away Things into out. existence yeah. is, is pretty sad to me. So, yeah, I was actually just looking at some of those old mini clip, uh, games, even though they're not supported anymore, just because of yeah. flash and everything. Uh, it was, just, it just brings back a lot of memories, just the images and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is news that didn't really bum me out as much as the original drop in support took place, uh, about three years ago, like you were saying. Um, and yet th this is, you know, that nail in the coffin yeah. of, kind of the golden age of Windows uh, has had its final breath, and uh, especially considering that Windows 7 was built upon the beloved Windows XP, like you were saying. So, um, yeah, I don't really have too much else to, to really say about that. It, it is unfortunate, but, you know, we kind of saw it coming, and, um, yeah, we arrived right at the end of, of uh, that version. So, Yeah, very unfortunate. But... Yeah, but uh, transitioning over to what actually powers operating systems, um which in this case is going to be uh, an Intel uh, topic here. They have actually broken the 6 gigahertz marker. So now turbo speeds in the past have reached such a feat, but uh, this is achieved without overclocking the speeds. So this is a base speed that's actually at 6 gigahertz. Hmm. However, in an opposition of Apple's goal, uh, Intel accomplished this by increasing the overall power intake. Uh, the processor i9 dash 13900KS was a modified version from Intel that is based off of the 13900K model. 
and is actually currently available for seven hundred dollars. So pretty pretty interesting news right there. I mean, I know it's not like you know amazing for some, but it, it's it's cool to see how those are advancing. I don't think it's technically the most impressive considering they had to use more power, but uh, yeah, they're not giving up. That's at least good. I guess so. Because yeah, I mean, they're, 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 still they're, get they still get a lot of income from this stuff. It's not like oh they as do they have a lot of contracts with Dell in, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and they just dominate everything. It's not like Intel just went away into existence. So exactly. But, yep. Yeah, but at, at least they're still taking some uh, some movement on that for sure. Yep. Um, then the next information we've got is from Mac Rumors in regards to the launch of the next AirPods and AirPods Max lineup. Uh, so I'll I'll go ahead and let you take that one, JD. Yeah, so uh, we did actually have um, some news from Mac Rumors, and that was just what we kind of expected for the Macs. Um, they did have some expected features, and you know, similar expected features like um, the addition of USB-C instead of Lightning, mm-hmm. improved noise cancellation, longer battery life. Um, maybe some more color options. We're not really sure about some of these things, but uh, yeah, I, I I think the biggest thing for me with that is just the pricing. So I'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see how that uh, turns about. Um, the other mm-hmm. thing that we did see from Quo uh, that was highlighted on Mac Rumors was they're aiming for a more budget-friendly version of the AirPods. Yeah, uh, so I did see this, that. Uh, yeah, this, this, this second-generation AirPods uh, is $130. The third generation is 170, uh, and then you can tack on 20 more dollars if you want to get the MagSafe case. Mm-hmm. But we are kind of expecting, based on these rumors, to have this next model be around 100 dollars. Wow! So I think that's pretty good. Honestly, I felt like that would have been the price that they should have started out with in the very first generation of AirPods, just because anything over 100 dollars for you know a base wireless headphones. Even if it's Apple, I just feel like it should have been hundred to begin with. That's true. I mean, I, I get it that, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy dollars might be a little bit too cheap and they're kinda of questioning what kind of quality is this, but I feel like hundred would have been would have been the best starting point. So Well it also but, might be and this this is just speculation, it also might be that maybe Apple's finding that they're at least at the moment, um, are kind of at their prime with these AirPods maybe not necessarily finding anything else to add to them. Um, I mean, yeah, sure, they can add, you know, a few updates in regards to battery life and maybe sound quality, but you can't really add a whole lot of uh, major updates, at least for the time being. So maybe this is just their way of saying, you know, this is as far as we can go. We're going to lower the price just a bit. I mean, that's just what I think, but, It's possible. Yeah, yeah, I can kind of see that coming. I mean, other than that, maybe it's just like another one of their, you know, sales strategy tactics yeah, where they're trying true. to have that budget, the mid-range and the pros. So, um, but yeah. And then according to a recent report on New York Times, uh, moving over to Twitter, they actually may be considering auctioning off Twitter usernames. Uh, in an effort to boost revenue and in correlation to Musk's announcement that they plan to clear up over a billion inactive accounts, uh, there's a chance that Twitter may sell available usernames out to the public. That was my reaction too. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I mean, let's let's say let's just say, for instance, that most of these are like just not used at all. Period. Like no one has used their um, Twitter account for like say a few years. 
Yeah. I still think, and I assume they're going to do this, like send an email like, hey, if you don't want your thing to be auctioned off, if you don't want your Twitter account to be auctioned off, then, you know, this is your warning. But also, like, without hardly a notice, it seems, they're just going to go ahead and do this. This actually happened to me. I was actually, when you brought that up, this this actually happened to me on Yahoo. I had an old email, and I, I really didn't access it that much. And when I did go back to try to get in there, the account was no longer available. So um, I didn't get any notification. There was, I mean, part of that might have been my fault because I, I don't know what kind of forwarding email address I had on that account. But, um, yeah, I mean, some people may not even know that their accounts are, yeah. are being removed. It's true. So it's interesting. We'll have, to, we'll have to kind of see how this plays out. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and on to the next piece of information we've got today, and we kind of, you know, hinted at it earlier, is the S23 has been uh, leaked. And as JD and I would agree, this thing is very similar <laughs> if for, in regards to the camera, at the very least, uh, to the iPhone 12 or 11. JD and I were kind of talking about it earlier, and we were kind of debating which one it looked like more of. I said it was kind of like the 13. He said it was kind of like the 11 or 12. Um, but regardless, this is uh, has been leaked. And um, we, we did actually t- mention, uh, I think it was a few months back, that they were comp- going to completely get rid of the, what was it? The um, I, 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 I kind of called it the lip, but I don't the know what lip. you can technically okay, yeah. label it. Yeah. Or the bezel or whatever you want to call yeah, it. And the, it the, just the, be yeah. the cameras. And again, at the moment, I didn't really, th- at that moment, I didn't really think much of it. But it seems now that they were kind of going, and I don't know if this was that they wanted, but they were maybe going towards a similar style of an Apple camera uh, design. Again, that's just speculation. But uh, yeah, this is this is what we've got here. I don't know how you what you were thinking about that, JD, but it's kind of uncanny how similar this really is. It kind of, yeah, it is. Um, I know a lot of people out there on the media. Some analysts and whatnot are kind of looking at this and thinking, you know, what in the world is Samsung thinking? But um, at the end of the day, I really don't think this is a major issue. No, um, I don't think so. I mean, we're 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 at that stage where there's only so much you can do with these candy bar style phones. It's true. So yeah. I mean, the fact that they're aligning these cameras like that, the fact that the uh, lenses are uh, protruding at the back, uh, very similar to what Apple has. It's it's really not anything that you can look at and say, oh, that was copied. I mean, it, there's just there's so much you can do, like I said. So uh, overall, yeah, I don't really have too much to say about this. Uh, we do know that it will be coming out for the Galaxy Impact event on February 1st. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what other stuff they have along with that. Uh, we do know that the S23 Ultra is actually expected to get a camera bump. So that'll go from 108 megapixels up to 200 wow for the main shooter so yeah um i think i'll have more to say once that event actually takes place but for now i'm kind of just gonna you know reserve my thoughts and um you know take it from there but uh yeah with that said we actually didn't have any deals this week so we will actually get right into uh the last few hot topics that we have and kind of break some of those down a little bit more and the first one is with Microsoft. So they have created yet another bug, and it can actually be pretty annoying if you're trying to locate various programs. Uh, in a recent update to Windows that surfaced uh, late last week, businesses and organizations using Microsoft 365 or Windows Defender as a means of protection 
against malware, found that various shortcuts to their programs were removed. Uh, now, it's worth noting that Microsoft mm. did initialize a fix for the problem, but the fix obviously didn't include a remedy to the damage that was already done. And for some, the only way to launch the programs was to click start, open the run uh, software, and then enter the executable program name, which is not really something most people are used to. Yeah, especially depending on what kind of business business you're in. Um, yeah. Some IT people can go ahead and do that. Other people who are just trying to use it for other means probably don't know what to do or how to run the executable file. So it's just kind of the weirdest thing I've ever seen from Windows. Not really something I expected necessarily, even though I know they make a lot of, you know, dumb moves. But It's true. I mean, I don't have really a whole lot to say in regards to that. Um, I feel like Microsoft has actually been pretty good about making updates that don't But affect. as of late, yes. I mean, um, this, yeah. this is kind of the first biggest thing that I've seen recently that they've done For that sure. was like, whoa, where are you coming from with that? So. But yeah. uh, didn't you actually get a notification from this from a, a friend on Facebook? I did. Yeah, I was I was scrolling through and he happened to post this link and I was like, oh, my gosh, that is absolutely pathetic. But uh, we had we had to bring it on the show because I felt like it was worth uh, worth mentioning. So, yeah, absolutely. On the next piece of information we've got here is in regards to the volume button and the power button. And uh, this information was actually. um reported back in november and again we just hadn't gotten a chance to see it for various reasons um but the power button and the volume buttons will actually be more of a solid state and haptic like uh just similar to like the um home button we saw on you can name quite a few the se the seven the eight um very similar to that um now i actually have my own thoughts about this um I think that it's a great idea, and I've honestly been wondering when Apple was going to utilize this. But I think this be- can become a problem when, <laughs> say, you're you're just using the phone in general, and you just accidentally... You, I already have this problem when I'm literally just touching the volume button and not even trying to hit it, and it goes up and down at, at times, and, you know, volume changes... But yeah, yep. Um, but even this might cause a lot more problems because you'll have someone just barely even touch it and the volume will change, or you touch the power button and it will change. And I'm sure they have some setup for this. I know Apple wouldn't go into this, you know, without any ideas or without any any plans in regards to this. But I, I still I still feel weary about it. I don't know. It just hmm. I don't feel yeah. like maybe they don't have the tools to utilize it as well. And that's my concern, but I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on this one. I don't know about you, but. Well, I think, um, <clears throat> actually, while you were talking about that, it kind of made me think of the uh, the whole entire 3D touch and how yeah. they've utilized sensors for pressure and stuff like that. And, and obviously that started way back in the iPhone 7. It's been used on the uh, touchpad for MacBooks. So I I don't think this is necessarily anything new. Um and I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, the advantage of having solid state buttons has its benefits, like better IP rating. But uh, that doesn't leave much of an option if a software bug comes in and ruins the way the buttons work, or yeah. prevents the benefits For of sure. a physical button from uh, you know giving you that aid when software screws up. So um, 
But that, that, that being said, we do have reports that these buttons will make their way to the iPad Pro next after yeah. they debut on the iPhone 15 Pro and the Ultra. So um, I, I, th- I think we're, we're kind of contemplating on this and we're kind of breaking this apart right now. But honestly, I think that when this comes out, I don't think there'll be much concern. I really don't. I think it'll just, they, they have a way of making things feel like they always have, even True. though it's a different type of hardware. So um, is there a possibility that we will see bugs or some sort of issue? Sure, there's probably a possibility. Um, I don't think it'll be that likely, though, just in this scenario, because it is a familiar um, playing field for them. So, But uh, with that being said, we will actually close out this episode with one of the most surprising pieces of news uh, that continues with Cupertino and the leaks from Mark Gurman that a MacBook incorporating a touchscreen interface is in the works. Uh, German stated that the iteration of this new feature could appear on the market as soon as 2025 uh, as, quote-unquote, Apple engineers are actively engaged in this project. Uh, he noted that no plans to merge iPadOS with macOS are set to take place. Hmm. macOS would just simply be compatible with uh, touch input gestures. So um, I have, again, this is another one where I kind of have my reservations about this. I'm not sure kind of how you're feeling, uh, if you're excited about this or... Um, where you're going. I'm actually very excited about this. Really? Um, yeah. I was actually talking to uh, someone, I can't remember who it was, but I was talking about the, I think it was at work, and I was talking about the... Uh, Must be an important coworker. Well, we do sometimes talk about tech, and I sometimes bring about news that we talk on this uh, podcast here, and sure. we get into discussions, and I told him about it, and he was like, why would they need to do that? There's, You already have an iPad, and then you can just hook up the keyboard to it. Like, what's the like what's the addition of just having a touchscreen on laptop and i told him that having to use uh, a keyboard and having to connect it to a tablet is quite in my opinion cumbersome in a sense if you have and our sister actually has one if you have a laptop that utilizes touchscreen i mean there's a lot of things you can do especially if it's able to use orientation i agree because uh i actually have uh, I've got quite a few computers. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, one jealous. is just a basic. It's just a basic HP. Uh, it does have a touchscreen, and I actually enjoy it because there's mo- those moments where I'm kind of reading through articles, and it's nice to have that bigger screen. But it's also nice because I can just scroll through. I don't have to go for my mouse or the touchpad. I can just you know reach for the screen, and I'm good. Uh, and, and I realize that a lot of people are on the fence about this because part of it was Apple's dominant statement of this does not work i mean that's what steve jobs said it's like ergonomically incorrect so Mm. um and we've seen apple kind of you know double back on what they said or what they believe and the kind of the products that they've adjusted over the years and so uh but this also actually it goes back to what mark erman was saying was that the market is just flooded with touchscreen laptops it's true it really is and so originally, uh, between what Steve Jobs believed and now, there was a point at which Apple did not want to, you know, take away the sales from the iPad if they made the MacBooks. Oh, yeah, that's true. But now it's just getting to the point where the market is just becoming too much and they really just want to keep that MacBook line, you know, compelling and fresh and modern. And I think adding a touchscreen is part of that. and. I think the only concern that I really have is the macOS integration, how it works, how you interact with it, because 
there are, I mean, there's, when I'm looking at my Mac right now, there's just a lot of small little buttons and stuff like that. And, um, I'm guessing a lot of that would just be a lot of the touch interface would just be for simple stuff like scrolling and whatnot. And I guess knowing that it's always there if you need it, but uh, that's kind of my perspective on it. I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, Apple's going to do what they're going to do. And, um, I feel like this is part of a modern move. Um, I, I just hope they approach it correctly and, and they execute it well. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And I would also add to that, to, to your point of a lot of companies are using that touchscreen on their laptops. I mean, you look oh, at yeah. the, the Surface Pro, I mean, that's been used that's all it by is. the NFL like yes. in a lot of uh, ways for sure. And, you know, this also might be a stepping stone for Apple to come on in and um, sponsor that and as they- well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I really yeah, when you when you just said that, yeah, that's really what I'm thinking. I think they can innovate and build off of this in some in some scenario. Um, German actually mentioned that he was talking about uh, Dell, HP, Microsoft, Lenovo, Samsung, Acer, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's just so many out there that utilize the touchscreen. Um, and it was kind of funny because it made me think back to kind of a, a different thing that, that Steve Jobs was saying was he's going to use your most powerful input device, and that was the finger. And that's what he kind of said to um, launch the iPhone. <laughs> so uh, all yeah. in all, I mean, it, this is exciting news for some. It's skeptical news for others. I think we're just a combination of both right now. I mean, yeah, for real. You're obviously excited. I'm kind of in the middle, but... Uh, we will definitely keep you updated on this. Uh, like I said, we, this will be coming cr- probably around 2025. Um, all that said, we do hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, feel free to like, subscribe, share, as well as comment down below if you're listening on YouTube. Um, we're always interested to hear what you guys have and your opinions on these topics. You can also catch us on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, we will definitely be back next week with more news and updates. This is J.D. and Riley signing off. Peace out. Peace out.